0: Welcome to Sermon q and I'm Pastor Alex here in the studio with Pastor Craig. And on March 27th, 2022, we preached the first sermon in our series, Foreigners, Enemies, and Outcasts. And in that sermon, we kind of dealt with this division between Jews and Samaritans and how Jesus went to a Samaritan woman, a person who he should have avoided. And so that kind of brought up a question amongst us. And that question is this, um, do people even really Understand Jesus' teaching to love your neighbor.
1: Okay, so two bad comments. Okay. (laughs) In to to answer your question. Increasingly, as we go through time, no. Okay. People I think are having a harder time understanding that. And ultimately, I would say no as well. Mm. Let me explain why I say those. In Jesus' day, Jesus really had to clarify what it meant to love one another. Yes. Like he did this on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And one of the most famous passages is in Mark, uh, Matthew chapter 5 verse 43 starts there. Jesus says, "You've heard that it was said, you shall love your na- neighbor and hate your enemy," which is written in the Old Testament law. <laughs> love your neighbor is, hate your enemy wasn't, <laughs> but you could perceive answer. that out of that, right? Yeah, right? Sure. But that's what they're taught. Love your enemy, hate your or, or love, love your neighbor, <laughs> hate, hate your you. enemy. And then he says, but I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you mm. so that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven for he makes the sun rise to, to rise on the evil and on the good. And he rains, sends rain on the just and the unjust. So Jesus flips it for them. Mm. They're thinking we're doing the right thing by loving the people that are our neighbors, right? Our mm. Jewish comrades, our Jewish friends, our family members. Sure. And, and Jesus is saying, you, you know what? You, you got that down. But I want to tell you, if you really understand love like I'm teaching it, you've got to love your enemies and pray for those who treat you poorly. This shocked them yeah, right. at the time. Yeah. And then he finishes with this. Now listen to this, Alex. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Even tax collectors do the same. <laughs> so tax collectors were at the lowest. I mean, they worked for Rome to take jewish money and give it to the enemy nobody like tax collectors (laughs) and jesus uses tax collectors as an example he says the people you hate the most Mm -hmm. they even love people who love them
0: they they love their friends right? like that's easy for them Uh, and the the
1: phrase is hitler even loved his dog right right? so everybody has an understanding of love to Mm -hmm. some degree Mm -hmm. and jesus is saying the love that i'm teaching is different the love that I'm teaching is the is the love that we have for everyone. Everyone is our, but Peter said, who is my neighbor? Basically, Jesus yeah. said, look around, right? right? Everyone is your neighbor. And he then he gives us the greatest illustration of all. He gives his life for the world, even those who are nailing his hands and his feet to the cross. Right. He prays for those who are persecuting him, right. literally.
0: Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Right?
1: It's, a, it's an incredible. amazing illustration to us. Yeah of his teaching his whole life. Mm. The, the, the golden rule is something they were used to, but their golden rule in Jesus' day was different. I don't know if you know this, but it was in a negative context. And it wasn't just Jesus using it. There was a bunch of cultures that had used the this golden rule uh, at, at the time, but it was written negatively. Here's what, here's what it said. Don't do to somebody else what you don't want them to do to you. That was what everybody was used to. Oh my goodness. Jesus flips it. And he says, uh-uh-uh. And we know the golden rule right. today as do unto others as you would want them to do to you. All of this is a is a way that Jesus is teaching us what his definition of love is. Yeah. It's nothing like what we're used to. It's something otherworldly, other, other than what we're capable of doing ourselves. And this is, I think, why he treated the Samaritan lady with such respect yeah. and with such grace and with such love. Yeah. And, and even the past, <laughs> I love this, I said this yesterday, we have, we've heard of the Samaritans. We've heard of the good Samaritan. You remember yeah, that right, story, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, the Jews, they don't think any of the Samaritans are good. Right. So Jesus uses this illustration to pick out the people that are avoid avo- on the avoid list for the Jews. And he says, yeah, even they are capable of doing good things. And Jesus breaking down the construct that we have of the people that we can love or the people that should be loved and those we dismiss, those that we think that they don't deserve our love. Now, the reason I say increasingly no is because the longer we go through this world, the harder it is for people to understand what the word love means. Mm. My wife was in a a conversation to this, uh, there's, uh, in the schools nowadays, they have these equality officers, and their job is to make sure that everybody is treated equally, everybody is treated with respect, and so um, so they, they break off into the groups and they're learning on uh, how to be, you know, how to teach with equity, you know, yeah. equality and those kinds of things. And the question was, well, how does this make you feel uncomfortable? Like, how does mm-hmm. this hurt you? How does this challenge maybe some of the things that you've done your whole life? And and the, the groups are all talking and Beth, my wife was in one of the groups and And um, they were sharing their ideas and Beth rose her hand up and she said, it just sounds to me like we really need to just love one another. And it was, it was like, it was like somebody dropped a bomb. And one lady in the group said, I don't understand what you mean. She said, I love my family. I love my mom and I love my dad Mm -hmm. and I love my family, but I don't understand what you mean. I need to love somebody else. I don't love them. Like I love my husband. Mm -hmm. I don't love them. Like I love... And so increasingly, we're losing what it means, what Jesus intended to say when he said, love your neighbor as yourself, right? It is the second greatest commandment on the book. Love God. Well, that's pretty easy. He's good to us, right? But the second commandment is love your neighbor as yourself. Again, Jesus teaches on this constantly. And so I think in our world today, we've reduced the word love to an emotion or a feeling. And because of that, it's harder for us to, to grasp what it means yep. to actually love like Jesus intended. Mm-hmm. Get this, Pastor Alex. Jesus commanded us to love one another.
0: Okay.
1: Now, if you're, if you're sad, I command you to be happy. That's get, ridiculous, right? That,
0: right yeah.
1: You cannot command an emotion. So why did Jesus feel free to command us? He says literally a new commandment I give you that you, you love, love one another. Why does Jesus feel like he can command an emotion? I present this to you, love is not an emotion. emotion. Yeah. Love is what we do. Love is who we are at our mm-hmm. core. Love is who we reach out to. Love is a verb. Love is an action. Yep. Love is not an emo- the mo- not emotion. The emotion will, fi- will, yeah, yeah. will follow. Like, yeah,
0: it is included in there, but it's, it, love does not require Love emotion, does not require right? that. Yeah. Mm, that's good.
1: So that's why I would say ultimate, uh, uh, increasingly we, we do not understand the word love, not like Jesus intended. But I would say, ultimately, we don't understand it either because we need the power of the Holy Spirit to do this.
0: Yeah, and you know, so I think um, we got into like a little bit of a, um, you're like, I I can't believe that, or not that I can't believe, but it's just such a struggle to see that people have such a hard time grasping, like, oh, I should love people who are not in my immediate nuclear my family. Yeah. Right, right. And I was kind of like, um, I don't, I don't see what the big deal is like right because you give uh, people a, a pass. Right. <laughs> 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 I think I think there's kind of a difference though in the the time frames that we grew up in where uh so like just I mean our culture has been shifting away from valuing the teachings of Jesus mm-hmm. for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. But uh but you grew up in a time where there was still some influence of Christianity and even the concept of loving people who aren't your family members was still holding true but as value for christianity value for jesus disappears and then your wife today says something like where, where, like when i grew up it, it was already it started to disappear like it was gone right um and so so it was not surprising to me that the person said that to your wife right uh, it was to me right but it was to you yeah so i think that's i can't really
1: believe we've dropped the ball mm-hmm. on this this key four letter word Right? Yeah. There's so many four-letter words we can drop yes. out, but this one is key. Uh, if we don't love one another as Jesus loved us, we, 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 we forfeit the gospel. It is mm-hmm. at the center of the gospel that we love those who are difficult to love. This mm-hmm. is what Jesus did for us, and this is how we demonstrate his love yeah. is when we share the gospel, not just in what we preach, mm-hmm. for goodness sakes, yeah. but in how we treat them. Yes. And how do we treat them? We love them. Good. We love them when when they treat us poorly we we, we love them when they treat us well. Mm. Uh, and Jesus said the test of the matter f- quite frankly of your faith is, can you love those who are hurting you? Can you love those who are persecuting you? Yeah, and th- that is that is a tough thing, and you can only do it with his help. amen And that's why we need the Holy Spirit, and one of his jobs is to come into our lives and give us the fruit of the spirit. and Pastor Alex, what's the first fruit of the spirit?
0: Uh, love. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that <is correct. laughs> That's good. Love, joy, peace, patience. Yeah. It's all there, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love is first, I think, because love leads the way for yeah. us to open our hearts to those who are difficult to love, yes. especially if they've treated us poorly. So I don't want to leave this out there. I want to just say, if you're struggling with this, um, if you're listening to this podcast or watching us on the video, please understand you are you're not fighting a battle nobody else has ever faced before. Right. Start with prayer. Ask God to open your heart to love those who you are currently finding difficult to love. And He will bless, if you're a child of His, He will give you an avenue to love them you never expected. And you'll be amazed at what He can do if you start the process first Mm -hmm. by admitting this is difficult for me, I need your help.
0: Yeah, if people don't understand it, there's an opportunity for us to be the ones who help them. Absolutely. Well, Pastor Craig, thank you so much for that. And please, everybody else, stick around and join us for more questions on Sermon Q&A.